Good evening. The calm Christian here yet again. Keep calm, carry on. Trying to get you pumped up about being calm. If that's not a dichotomy and an oxymoron in terms, I don't know what is. Another thought occurred to me, I just gotta, I just gotta talk about this. It says in Matthew 24, verse 37, But as the days of Noah were, so also will the coming of the Son of Man be. For as in the days before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage, until the day that Noah entered the ark, and did not know until the flood came, and took them all away, so will also will the coming of the Son of Man be. How, how, can they not, how can they not know? How can people not look at the signs of the times? Am I a conspiracy theorist? Am I telling th- you things that are not calm? Am I doing that? You know, when you go to Genesis 6 verse 8, This is what my Baptist mentor (laughs) showed me very early in my life. But Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. Have you ever seen those, those, you know, those funny pictures, you know, like uh, when a guy crosses his eyes and then there's something below, what you looked like when you first discovered that grace was in the Old Testament. That's exactly how I looked. What's grace doing there? I thought it was the New Testament. God always loved us. He always forgave us. And the cross was in the future, but it was the plan. Noah found grace. So the same God that's going to take these people away who are in Matthew 24, that's the same God who gave us grace all the way back in Genesis. Is God against you having a good time, going out with your friends, having a party, having a pizza with pepperoni on it? Is God against you watching a video on YouTube, a movie with your son, with your kids? Is God against you having fun? Do you have to be a somber, morose, stiff, unhappy-faced Christian without natural affection? Is that what God wants? When you read the book of Genesis 6, 7, 8, isn't it kind of scary? Isn't it really scary what happened to the whole world? Do you believe this? Do you actually believe there was a worldwide flood or just something local? I'm not saying, if, you're, if you call yourself a New Covenant Christian and you say, I don't believe in a worldwide flood, that's a story. I have no problem with that. No problem. I'm not trying to get you to. I apply law to myself and grace to others. I'm talking to myself anyways. I want to work with you. If you're a new covenant Christian, you love Jesus. You want to work with me. I want to work with you. I don't really care what your hermeneutic is. You figure it out for yourself. That's your job. I'm not going to do your job for you. But isn't it weird how man was created on the sixth day how God rested on the seven 
And then all of a sudden in the New Testament, Jesus dies on the sixth. He's dead on the seventh day. And the eighth day or the first day, he rises again. The long day of grace all the way to Revelation 19 verse 11. And isn't it so weird that in chapter 6 of Genesis you see grace? Isn't that weird? And chapter 7 of Genesis, people are dying. People are dying. Isn't that weird? Genesis, I mean, when when the guy numbered, when the when the person numbered uh put the chapters in the Bible, did he actually see the 678 thing? Cuz it's weird how that template kind of kind of fit over these verses, eh? And then in, in chapter 8, chapter 8, because 8 people went into the ark, uh, the water's receding. Now a new world is emerging from the world that was flooded. As the lady in church said to me, you're so good with trivia. No, ma'am, I read the Bible. I take it very, very seriously. It's my salvation. It's not like buying a car that's a lemon or having to repaint your house you can do that again you'll still be alive if i blow my salvation i've blundered my entire lifetime the calm christian does not do trivia homie don't play that genesis 7:22 all in whose nostrils was the breath of the spirit of life. All that was on the dry land died. Noah, the spirit of breath is life and I'm, I, I can't breathe. There's water in my nose. I'm sorry to listen to you, man. It's upsetting what you were saying, man, but I see it now, man. Just crack open the door. I got my kid here, man. It's my kid, man. Please, I'll just, I'll just, just crack it open, man. I don't have to, I don't, if you open the door too much, it's going to get flooded. I get it. I get it. Just, I'll just throw her in, man. You know, I'm sorry. I, I made bad decisions. I told my wife, you know, she really liked your preaching. I told her you're just full of nonsense. You know, I told her you didn't have room in the ark. She said you did. She said you made a big, you made a big thing. You know, your God or whoever it was was telling you to do this, man. He was like really smart. He was like a carpenter. You know what I mean? I don't know why you were building this big thing on dry land. I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry, man. You think that I personally want to see people suffering and dying? You think I'm doing all of this just because I want to see people Man, I don't, I don't have an imagination because if I was like Stephen King, I'd be writing books left, right, and center. I'd be making hand, money over hand over fist if I had his imagination. I don't. But I tell you something, if I read the Bible and I believe it, I believe every scrap of word in it. I don't understand it all, but I believe everything is in there from start to finish. This Bible is telling me there's going to be a really bad day for planet Earth. It's going to be a really bad day. When I was young, I used to read the Batman comics. You know, like the comics are above board now, but I was reading comics till I was like 38 years old. That's what the kind of loser I am. And you know, there's a comic where the Joker says to the Batman, you think, you think I'm the only one that's had a bad day? You think I'm the only guy because I look like a clown and my face is purple and I got green hair? 
Hey, dude, you're dressed up like a flying rat. I think you've had a bad day too. <laughs> a flying rat. <laughs> the Batman walks around looking like a flying rat, but he's okay. He's, he's fine, folks. He's a good guy. I think Bruce Wayne's got some serious problems. We're all a freaking hot mess. But you don't have to stay that way, according to Jesus. You're not saved in your sins. You're saved from your sins. You're supposed to be transformed from a self-centered person to an other-centered, saved Christian. And you ain't going to be doing it by yourself. Don't you think it's really, really odd? I would like to ask you some questions. Oh no, sorry, I'm talking to myself. Have you ever seen the Star Wars movies? George Lucas is Jewish. Okay, I don't think he's Judaism Jewish and he ain't no Christian, so he won't be darkening the door of my church anytime soon. That guy is a billionaire over. What did he, what story has he written? Um... A story about father and son ruling the universe? And the Jedi Knights, who are, who are uh, these believers in this, quote, weird old religion, fight with swords made of light. Now, if, you, if that ain't the gospel, I don't know what is. <laughs> he's still preaching the gospel. Okay, he's Jewish, and he made a crap load of money preaching a secular story that looks like the gospel, but it's a pattern. I bet you if you were to walk up to George Lucas and say, hey, bro, what's up? You mind if I ask you something while you're going in your cool car to your cool house? Sure, okay. Maybe at the Comic Con. Do you know you just wrote the gospel? What do you think he's going to say to you? I don't know. He looks like a nice guy. He doesn't look stuffy at all. But maybe he might joke around and say, hey, man, you're smoking some crack. Uh, let me see now. A uh, Superman. Uh, let me see. Who created Superman? The, the guy with the powers. Uh, two Jewish guys? Let me see. What, what, what is Superman again? Well, uh, it's a story about a guy who comes from a big planet, a big heavy planet. And he had a red sun, an S-U-N. And his father was named Jor-El. And what did Jor-El tell the people in his world? The planet's going to blow, sir. The core is unstable. We need to build rockets to get our people off the planet. It's going to blow. And what did the Kryptonian Council say? Listen, man. Uh, listen, you've been doing too much work. You need some rest. You need to take it easy. You're doing some overwork. You're panicking the people. Hey, everybody, don't listen to Jor-El. He's a loser, okay? He's proud. Here, we'll give you some bread and circuses. We keep you entertained. Make sure you have a lot of entertainment. You can watch your videos. Just, cool, just take it easy. Don't listen to this dude. So what does he do? He builds a little tiny little prototype rocket, kind of like an ark, and he sticks his kid in there named Cal-El. Uh, my Baptist mentor told me that one of the names of God is L. Did you all hear that? 
And this kid comes to earth where he has godlike powers, where he's the savior of the world, but he looks like a human. He's energized um, by the S-U-N. He has godlike powers. You can't kill him. He can fly. He can run faster than a locomotive. And he can fly through space. He doesn't have to breathe anymore um, through space. Although I don't know how he gets the oxygen into his lungs. And he has supervision. And he, can, he has x-ray vision <clears throat> to see things. He's a, he's a superman. He's an amplified man. He's an, a, an uberman. And he's 33 years old. And he's the savior of the world. He's there to serve and protect all the rest of us puny loser humans. If that ain't the gospel, I don't know what is. Patterns, patterns, patterns. Stay calm and carry on. Are you kidding me? Who invented all the bombs we have? Gamma bomb, I don't know, nuclear bomb, neutron bomb. I don't even know what kind of bomb. Wasn't it all Jewish dudes? Wasn't Oppenheimer Jewish? Don't quote me on that. Do you think that's a weird coincidence? How is it the two Jewish reporters created Superman and then there's Batman? I don't know if the guy who created Batman, I don't know if he's Jewish. I don't know if Stan, Stan Lee was Jewish. You know, the Spider-Man Hulk dude, the Marvel thing. All of these superheroes which are amplified humans with great power. Oh, with great power comes great responsibility. That's very interesting, don't you think? Jesus died for one so that all may live with him and his father in eternity. Are you kidding me? Uh, what about the Star Trek movie? Uh, you know, Shatner's Jewish and Leonard Nimoy's Jewish. Remember that seed? Hey, hey, in, in Star Trek 3? Hey, 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 where's Spock? He's gone down, so I don't know what happened. He... Kirk runs down there. Spock, what have you done? Scotty grabs Kirk. Don't go in there, Captain. He's dead already. Mr. Spock. Ship, sir, says Spock. His face looks like it's coming apart. Remember that scene? You remember that scene? He, he took some radioactive thing and put it online so the ship could go to warp because something was about to supernova and the ship couldn't get out of the way in time but the, sh the engine was powering up. But Spock had to go into a containment field that was blasting him with lethal radiation. S Captain, ship out of danger? Yes, Mr. Spock, you saved them. You saved them all. Why, why, Mr. Spock? Because the needs of the many and Kirk finishes it, outweigh the needs of the few or the one. And then he slides down and he says, he puts his hand, he puts his hand on the glass. The, the Vulcan, um, I don't know what that is, goodbye symbol. It looks like a V, which I heard was a feminine sign for God. You figure that out. Leonard Nimoy got that when he was with his parents in, and watching some priest do some ritual. Live long and prosper, you know that sign? And he says, Captain Kirk, I have been and always will be.
your friend. And in the next movie, he rises from the dead. The Jews are still preaching the gospel. What about the foundation series with Asimov? Isaac Asimov, young man, published the, uh, the foundation series, first foundation, remember that? First empire, uh, and then it was like the middle, I forgot what it was, uh, first foundation, second foundation, and it was, it was bounded by a thousand years. The first foundation was a physical um, foundation situated on a planet called Terminus at the end of the galaxy. The first foundation was they had this weird religion, the galactic spirit, but it was actually, they used religious symbols to couch the fact that they had all the information about nuclear stuff, which they gave to people, but they also gave religious paraphernalia. And Harry Selden was like God. He had the Selden plan and he decided, he created this new branch of mathematics called psychohistory. So instead of the galaxy de decaying and entering 30,000 years of decay, it'd be only 1,000 years, right? So there was 1,000 years of an interim. You mean like 1,000 years like in Revelation 20? And the second foundation was at the other end of the galaxy and it was about the mind. They were psychologists, but they were of the mind. They could control the mind. And along came the mule. The mule was a mutant not prepared for by the Selden plan. And in the Selden plan, so the mule took over the first foundation. He was a mutant and he could reach into people's minds and control them. But he was evil because he was different and he wanted the whole galaxy. But in the end, somebody got into him, somebody from the second foundation and tweaked his mind and the mule became a man of peace and then he died off. But the second foundation was like the emotional intelligence. And the first foundation now is trying to find the second foundation to get rid of them. They're threatened by them. Does that sound like the old covenant and the new covenant to you? Who wrote this book? Isaac Asimov, a Jewish guy, genius dude, biochemistry, science fiction writer, and an atheist. In my mind, it's patterns, patterns, patterns. That dude just preached the gospel. I bet you if you were to re resurrect Louis, Isaac Asimov from the dead and say, hey, do you know you just preached the gospel? I'm sure that great man with those fluffy side brows that he had would probably look at you, smile and say, you're probably on crack. The Jews are still preaching a secularized version of the gospel. I don't tell you what to think. I ask you to think about what I tell you. I think it's unbelievable. Don't mess with the Jews. Even if you don't like them, you still give them a distance. You still pray for them. You don't mess with the Jews. My Baptist mentor said once they left the Jews alone, England started, did they left the Jews alone to make money? England started to prosper. Do not mess with the Jews. Because when you hinder the Jews, they're still part of the first foundation. They're still part of the old covenant. They don't like Jesus. And Jesus says, if you don't know me, you don't know my father. But don't mess with them. 
and don't rip away the Old Testament from the New Testament. You read the New Testament first, relational, and then you read the Old Testament next, informational. That's my opinion, and I'm entitled to it. The Jews are still preaching a secularized gospel. But we are spiritual Jews of the heart, Romans 2, 28, 29. It's time to preach King Jesus because he's coming very, very soon. But before he comes, the Antichrist shows up. Whether there's a rapture or not, the Antichrist, the false Christ, the lying Christ, the self-centered person who looks like Christ is coming before the real Jesus and you may be caught in the aftermath. Read your Bible and stay with Jesus now. God bless you all.